they gotta understand is it's just our time, baby. <laughs> it's just our time. Yeah, no arrests. Uh. Yo. You clowns could well, never well, see well, the glory. Well, well, well. Good evening, Meanwhile, everybody. Hope you're having a awesome evening because I know I am. Because LeBron just got his fourth ring. The Lakers are champions once again. First title since 2010. And man, we got to feel good about it. Laker Nation, LeBron uh, lovers <laughs> united in a in a peace uh, treaty of sorts. It just feels good, man. It's it seems a little bit uh, anticlimactic because we did know that uh, we we had to kind of know that the Lakers were gonna take care of business. Um, but you know, you just can't overstate winning a championship. It's not promised. It's not guaranteed. And for the Lakers through all the adversity of 2020, of course, starting with the untimely death of Kobe Bean Bryant, the Black Mamba, one of the greatest to ever do it, and carrying that throughout the year and knowing that um, what better way to give tribute to, to Kobe and how legendary he was on the court, what better way to do that by winning the championship. So congrats to the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, and before we get into that, we have to give a, a great um, great, great, great uh, pat on the back to the Miami Heat and and how they got to the finals. It's it's probably going to be overlooked, but what they did to the books, I don't think you know. Outside of a, a few analysts, uh, I don't I didn't see just an overwhelming amount of people saying the Heat were going to pull off that upset, and for them to do it in the dominant fashion that they did was just crazy. It showed that them getting to the finals and how tough they played the Lakers wasn't a fluke. Uh, beating the Celtics, that they they be some some tough uh, veteran teams, and for them to be in the finals, you have to give all the credit to uh, Mickey Harrison, the owner, uh, of course Pat Riley, the Godfather, and, and Eric Spolstra. You know, a lot of times when LeBron was with Miami, we had beef with with Spolstra and and all of LeBron's coaches, so to speak. We we kind of go after them because it's like we're trying to figure out the best way to win. But what Spolster did, he showed it that, uh, as LeBron said, he's one of the best coaches in the league, and you you can't take for granted what he did now or what he did with the Heat, because managing that roster and that team, uh, he had his flaws back then, but he he still was a great coach uh, in terms of managing those egos and that talent, and he's grown ever since. So hats off to them, Jimmy Butler. We know what he did. Dragic showing the heart to even come out and play with the injury he had. Bam! All them young guys, they got a they got a phenomenal team. And I hope we learned our lesson with Clay and Steph, uh, with how we we underestimated them. When Mark Jackson said that's the greatest backcourt, uh, greatest shooting backcourt, I'm sorry, uh, ever, and we was like, ah, Mark, chill out, bro. <laughs> You're getting a little too happy. And you know, the next year they broke through, and the rest is history. Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, they're coming straight up. Like we might as well get ready. They're coming to do what they did on that stage. And Hero kind of faded, of course, but he's they're they're rookies. They're young players, uh, but as they get their that experience under their belt, this year is going to help them. And it's, by next year, um, teams think they're just going to run over the heat and that it was a fluke, them getting to the finals. I beg to differ. That team's going to be better next year, and they're going to be more seasoned, and this experience is going to going to help them. There's no team that has went to the finals and then came back worse like <laughs> in their career. This is going to only help them and propel them forward uh, as players. And so to to the man of the moment, LeBron James, uh, it's just it's so interesting seeing people say when he went to L.A. Uh, that he was there to do movies. He was there for legacy and, and for his career uh, in terms of Hollywood. 
he basketball would be secondary. But for him to win a title uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers, knowing the pressure he was under and the greats that had came before him, because we know L.A. don't care nothing about your resume, uh, especially and as a rival to the Lakers for so many years and as a rival to Kobe, uh, Laker Nation was just not embracing LeBron like that. He couldn't be the dude that came there and didn't win. Uh, and so for him to to fulfill that promise, I, I just salute him. And, and he's the GOAT. There's nothing that we can say about LeBron James. If you don't think LeBron's the GOAT at this point, God help you. I'm going to uh, pray for you in my prayers because that's what you need. You need God to intervene in your life and, and help your brain and your twisted mental capacity because you're crazy if you don't think that LeBron James is the GOAT. And for him, you know, he 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 was always in search of the challenge. You know, it's going back to Cleveland, knowing uh, the the ineptitude of that franchise, knowing they had never won a championship, but going back, playing with a young Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, both who had a a, a lot of injury issues, you know, and that showed up in 2015, but still going back with that pressure and promising a championship. And actually doing it and doing it in great fashion, beating the team that was 73 and 9, arguably the greatest team we had seen, hats off to him. And if he wanted to retire after that, I think he was the GOAT then. But for him to say, I'm going to put another challenge in, in front of me, I'm going to put another uh, boatload of pressure on my back, I'm going to go to LA to play for the Lakers. The, the team of Magic, Kobe, Shaq, Kareem, Jerry West, Wilt Chamberlain, all these players, Elgin Baylor, you know, all these greats. And so to say I'm going to go to L.A., I'm past my prime, going to year 16 at the time, but I'm going to win a title. I'm going to bring us back to the playoffs and then the championship. And knowing that they were defacing his murals and saying, no, you're not a real Laker. You're not this. You're not that. To, to overcome that adversity, all because he loves the game, he loves the challenge, and he's a winner to win a championship in this fashion, in the bubble, the hardest championship in terms of what the players are saying mentally, uh, in year 17 at 35 years old, it's amazing. And so I salute LeBron. I salute the Los Angeles Lakers. Anthony Davis, uh, first year, he, he he has to be like a kid in the candy store. First year on, on the Lakers, he gets a ring. So that's just going to make him even more hungry. I don't think he's the kind of guy that's going to be satisfied. He's going to be even more hungry. Uh, Rondo, playoff Rondo, boy, boy, we owe you an apology, Rondo, because I'm not gonna lie, I was one of the people saying, man, what is Rondo doing in the regular season? We were, we were like Rondo, bro, but they would not have won this ring without Rondo. Run when Rondo came back, it took them to another level. It made them unbeatable. They were already a great team. But Rondo put such space and length between them and other teams that were really good. Uh, you know, Denver, um, Portland, those teams were great teams, but because of the way the Lakers annihilated them, we flipped the narrative and said, oh, those teams weren't that good. We come into those series. A lot of people were picking, they were 50, 50 on a lot of those series. Some people picked the Lakers, some people picked their opponents, but Rondo added an element that when LeBron was off the court, it, it, he was still able to maintain the game and control the game the same way that LeBron did and get the others involved. Uh, which is what he specialized in. And his scoring was just a, a cherry on top. It's what made them unbeatable. So to to Rondo and, and AD, LeBron, uh, those veterans, that, that they deserve it, man. I know this is going to be one of the most fulfilling rings for LeBron. I don't know if he's going to say it. But to do it this way in this fashion at this age 
and to reclaim his title as best player in the world after not making the playoffs last year and being injured. It was just beautiful to watch. Beautiful basketball. Going forward, uh, as I put a bow on this podcast, and we'll talk later on, but going forward, uh, the, the, the sky's the limit uh, for the Lakers because AD and LeBron, they, they their chemistry is on point. We'll see if they can bring back um, some of their veterans. I, I, I just love that nucleus of, of Rondo, uh, KCP, Caruso, AD, and LeBron. I'll take that lineup against any lineup in, in the finals uh, and in the playoffs. They're going to have to make some uh, decisions as it relates to, to Kuzma, Danny Green, uh, Keith. Um, I don't know what the situation is with Avery Bradley. But they're going to have to make some some decisions as it relates to their bench. Their bench was big. You know, they had some times in the finals uh, in game five. I, they, were, they weren't very good. But they've been consistent. They've been one of the consistent benches um, in, in the finals. And so just hats off to Laker Nation. I wanted to do this quick podcast just to, to announce it, that we're excited. We, we, we can finally enjoy uh, <laughs> our night. After that debacle in Game Five, I'm just excited. After being so freaking upset after Game Five, it just it feels so good. We're champions again, baby! Shout out to the goat. Shout out to LeBron. Shout out Laker Nation. Uh, and oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot about Frank Vogel. Man, I would have been so upset if I didn't didn't mention Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel, when he got hired, I was so excited and happy because I remember Frank from uh, his time in Indiana when, they, of course, they were playing against uh, LeBron all the time. Uh, against the Heat, and when Ty Lue almost got the job, I was just like, man, we've been down that road before, they need a real coach, and and that's no knock on Ty Lue, Ty Lue's a player's coach, but he's more so of a, uh, LeBron's an extension of him on the floor, with Frank Vogel, they get something totally different, they get a defensive-minded, even-keel, intelligent coach, it, which is which adds something, it's not just an extension of LeBron, It he actually has his own element and unique style, which helps it adds to the game, and it made the Lakers better. They've been a great defensive team the entire year, and that starts with Frank Vogel because he's a defensive, a great defensive coach. His uh, temperament was wonderful. Uh, his his lineups, he wasn't expect, afraid to experiment with different lineups. Even though people didn't like it sometimes, he stuck to his guns, and he was flexible. And he made adjustments series to series. Hats off Frank Vogel. Shout out Frank Vogel. I'm so happy he got his first ring. He deserves it. Uh, shout out to 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 Rob Palinka, Jimmy Bus as well. We back, baby. Laker Nation, stand up. All right, holler at y'all.